0: E3 2019 has been a whirlwind of information this year and we uh, got a few things to talk about today as the show wraps up but I think we're going to wrap up the week as most of these stories have broken by now. All those and much more coming up on episode 64 of the JRPG Report. Fans welcome back to the JRPG Report. My name is James Fisher. This is going to be episode 64 as we delve into part 2 of our E3 2019 special podcast. Two podcasts this week, two last week. Uh, I feel we're going to go back to just one next week as uh it may be a little while before we hear anything more as there's just been so much to go over. From this year's show Um, A few stories we actually (laughs) kind of missed The first time that broke And then some clarification on a few stories Uh, We're going to be talking about Dragon Quest XI S uh, More Final Fantasy VII Remake Some uh, new information about Trials of Mana And uh, a few games that you can actually play right now That were announced at the show So we got so much to get to Let's just dive right into it And, um, the biggest, uh, well, at least the most bits of information we learned was about Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of the Elusive Age Definitive Edition, super long title, and we have a lot to talk about. Um, Nintendo did an awesome job this year with, um, not only with their presentation kind of, um. Hitting the highlights from each game But then they do um, I love what they do with their treehouse live And that goes into Much more detail Actually showing gameplay footage People sitting there playing the game So there's about 30 minutes Devoted to most titles uh, Really showing off what each one is all about And This is for better or for worse Now um, When a game is really shining You haven't seen much of it It looks great Um, I'm a little bit on the other side of that opinion for Dragon Quest XI S, but uh, let's kind of show off and talk about what uh, new features are going to be in this game, and there are plenty. Um, I'm going to kind of go through this a little quickly as this is a huge list, and I've, I've kind of Absorb some of it, but it's all still a little fresh. Uh, They are saying it's the gameplay styles of both the PS4 and 3DS versions. In one, they have the spill of restoration scenario selection. New added party many many (laughs) member dialogue. Fully voiced events. Voice support for all party member dialogue. The ability to turn on and off sounds from the protagonist. uh, They're using the example of him exhaling. Um, There is the voice drama DLC. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, The new appearance-changing equipment has been added. Um, Madame Cherie is now available at the Academy. Uh, They have, uh, I mean, just a whole ton of things. Camera improvements, photo mode has been added. Um, There is an increased variation of the rideable monsters. Now, I like this one. The ability to, to... Attack rideable monsters on the field and earn experience points. I thought that was very odd that you defeated those monsters but didn't get the experience. Of course, these were lower monsters. If you ran into one that was higher, you would enter into battle. So that should be a um, a pretty cool way to you know. You're not going to gain new levels that way, but certainly you know in Dragon Quest, all that experience adds up. Um, when you ride the Great Sabre Cat, now your background is music will change to be something a little bit different. Of course, the party members will follow you on the field. That's a... I really wish that was in there from the beginning. I understand why not. Dash movement. You can call your horse at all times rather than having to go to a bell to do that. <clears throat> um, those shiny spots to gather things, they will stand out even more. and Those those could get lost Surely, in the from when you're not really looking around, um, blowgun, uh, the bow, not blowgun, but the, the bow gun gameplay has been revised. Um, adjusted placement of guest NPCs when camping, increase the tempo of party dialogue, add a party member speech bubbles in battle that'll help for, um, uh, you know, maybe some of our hearing impaired friends. Uh, in battle, party members move on their own according to the situation if you chose to do the uh, the free roam type option. Adjusted battle speed. Be- added ability to switch to free movement and auto camera mid-battle. The skill reset is available from the beginning. There are multiple skills available from the beginning. <coughs> uh, forging. That can now be done anytime, anywhere rather than just at camps. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I mean, like I said, just a whole ton of things. There's a shortcut menu, a guide for opening the map, um, a lot of lot of really cool um, things that they are adding to it. Um, the uh, voice Dharma dialog. Now that's going to be uh, 1,500 yen. We'll have some uh, pricing announcements for that in the West later. They say that's going to be about four to five hours in length. and It's a collection of short stories that dive deeper into the characters, including their past, as well as depicts their everyday life. There's a story of Jade when she was a child, a young rab, as well as a story about the Louise's play. There are various stories from good stories to make you laugh to matters of life. And Rab will serve as the guide for the voice drama. Text can also be displayed. There are log, fast-forward, and rewind features. Uh, there are an increased number of player of party member reactions in battle. They say that emphasizes a sense of unity. Um, there's improved forging, like, so you can do this anywhere. Um, Just a whole bunch of, uh, there's some new appearance-changing equipment. The Kingdom of Trodane set in particular has been added, I think, and that was uh, available if you got the special edition. Anyway, what's pretty cool, I like this one. In uh, 3D mode, or 2D mode, rather, you can go back and visit previous Dragon Quest titles, and they just look awesome in all their 2D glory. Of course, it is coming out for the Switch worldwide on September the twenty seventh. So I talked a little bit more about this, and it is definitely you can see this in the gameplay. Uh, in particular, the the game lacks um, the polish of the PS four version. We're we're definitely seeing the graphical limitations of the Switch. There's noticeable blurriness going on at certain times. Um, In my mind, you can't call this a definitive edition because it's not running at optimal (laughs) levels. So I really, really feel like this game needs to come out for PS4 as well. If not a DLC, you know, a standalone reduced price, for for faithful owners that really want that full version. I can't see why they wouldn't do this. Um, And that would, for me personally, I think that's the version that I want. Um, All these improvements sound and are awesome, but I just don't, want to play a version when i've played a version on ps4 that looks so good it's going to be hard for me to go to a version that doesn't look as good and that's i mean that's just my personal opinion there's going to be a lot of people that will be happy to pony up for this one and a lot of, of our friends in japan will certainly be all over this but i think we're just probably going to, have to pass until i see a little bit more that uh really wants me to uh to jump out and Grab it, um just one thing did actually break just a few minutes ago, and I've provided a link uh there's a link for all the stories that we're gonna be talking about on the Facebook page um You can see all the videos for all these things, and one of them was a new gameplay trailer for ye's nine uh it's I think they said it was about twenty so minutes um You can really see the game in action. Um, will be due out, of course, on September 26th in Japan, and all the voices still in Japanese, but that was a story that just broke right before we um, came out with the podcast. Uh, One story in particular that I completely, I had it on my docket, and I felt like the podcast was running a little bit um, long, so I actually cut it. And so we'll talk about that right now. And that is Fancy Star Online 2. It's coming next year to North America for Xbox One and Windows 10 PC. Microsoft announced this at their press conference. So Microsoft getting in there and kind of like they did with the 360 a couple of times. They got a couple of exclusives. And so... Maybe Microsoft backed up to Sega's door with a <laughs> truckload of cash and said, "What is there? Anything you got that uh, we can we can have here in North America?" Um, the free-to-play, massively multiplayer online RPG is currently available for PS4, Switch, Vita, and PC in Japan. Now, the PlayStation 4, Switch, and Vita versions were not announced for a Western release. This one looks like it's going to be a uh, Microsoft exclusive I don't know if it's going to be anything new brought to it or just uh, just kind of a port of the game as it is, of course it's completely free to play and uh, fans of this series will have something to look for it's not, you know, like I've said before I've never owned a Sega system, uh, I know there's a lot of fans from Fancy Star Online for the uh, Dreamcast computer's got a lot of use out of that one, so something to look forward to if you are a Xbox One owner and want a taste of uh, JRPGs. They've been a little few and far between. A game that I'm really excited for. The more I see of, and that is Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three <coughs> coming out in not too long for the Switch. On uh, July the 19th. And again. um, Nintendo did a really good job. Of showing this off in the Treehouse live. I got to see about 30 minutes of it. um, Some gameplay going on. At the. um, The X-Men. School there. Xavier Institute for the Gifted. And uh, there was all kinds of craziness. Going on. And just. I was really blown away with the number. Of playable characters that were available uh, just as you earn them, basically. Um, the 30-minute the demo offered a look at the game's characters, several boss fights, unique scenarios, and information regarding the game's combat. Now, they've already talked about uh, DLC coming out later, and a season pass will allow you to get all of these. Uh, so you're not going to get Fantastic Four, some of the X-Men, or Marvel Knights, initially those will be coming out um later on and you'll know, have to pay for it but uh, the roster and ability of people to choose from at least what they were showing the demo and I don't see why they would show it these in the demo if you could not get it in the actual game it looked like close to 30 people and this was um I don't think this will be very far in the game so looks like there's going to be a huge roster of uh, people to choose from, and you couldn't switch them out at any point in time. There were certain checkpoints uh, during each stage, and each one you could choose um, who you wanted to play with, up to four-player co-op, online play, that you can uh, team up with your friends. Looks like it's going to be an excellent uh, summer RPG from Koi Tecmo and Team Ninja teaming up too. Give this, and they're saying it's it's a completely new story. So even though it's set during, you know, Thanos is uh, trying to get the Infinity Stones, it is completely new. It doesn't have anything to do with the movies, and hence why you can see all these characters kind of coming together. Uh, some of them in their old school uniforms. I'm sure there's going to be different skins to outfit uh, your characters in, but definitely one that I am extremely. Looking forward to. Uh, Just quickly, if you are uh, feeling the need for a brand new JRPG and want to go out and grab one right now. Well, there's a couple that just came out. Uh, Of course, we talked a little bit over uh, the past few weeks about Dragon Star It's out now for PS4. Uh, If you're on the PC, you can go pick up Octopath Traveler. It's come out in the past few days. Um, announced at the show this year and available right now on the switch you can go pick up the last remnant i believe that was only twenty dollars and just announced as well you can go pick up second to setsu three the mana collection all three games including the never before released in the west trials of mana those are available right now uh, if you don't want to get that collection of we talked about this the other day, that that is going to be a physical release. Uh, right now it's just digital, but uh, that physical release will be coming uh, in the next few months. We did get uh, a bit of information about the newly announced Trials of Minor remake of the 1995 um, Japanese release only. So here is what is going on. Um, this project began about two years ago. And um, unlike Secret of Mana, the reason they are making this significantly bolder remake is because the title was never released overseas. And so they want to introduce it as a completely new title. Now, Trials of Mana is one of the conclusions they arrived at through trial and error while listening to feedback from the Secret of Mana remake. Early in development, they created a prototype that was even closer to the original game. But as a remake after 25 years, they were not satisfied with that. Uh, they were saying the original concept of the Mono series was something along the lines of seamlessly play the Final Fantasy series ATB battle system. Um, what they ended up calling that was motion battle, but they weren't saying it an action RPG at the time. So it looks like they listened to the feedback. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of negative feedback from Secret of Mana Remake. This one looks completely different. And they do have the added benefit of... Yeah, this game never came out in the West. It's not a beloved classic like Secret of Mana was. And um, so they (laughs) they don't have to uh, train wreck precious childhood memories along the way. They can kind of make this one from fresh. Um, This is something that they are really hoping to uh, get right this time. Um, so they said in Secret Man, you were able to change, uh, you could change your weapons while fighting, but since your weapons were fixed in the original Trials of Mana, they heard from users that this was, quote, no good. <laughs> and in the remake, they are aiming to fix that. Elmets such as combos and jump attacks have been implemented in the remake. Um, they say that while well, this is probably the most action-heavy game in the series, it's an action RPG through and through. And so in their words, you can enjoy the game even if you're no good at it as long as you level up. Uh, Since action performance differs based on the character, your experience with the game will change based on who you're playing as. And uh, this next bit, I hope they receive some feedback on and change. They said there's no multiplayer right now. And so when you... one of the first things you think about with secret of mana is three player multiplayer. Um, at least, you know, multiplayer and r- a- action RPGs that you can play together with your friend or siblings. Um, that was what made secret of mana. One of the things that made it so endearing was, you know, for me sitting there and playing it with my brother. Um, there weren't a lot of games like that. And so, for them not to even have that option, this one, I feel is a little odd. Maybe they can change that as well. They say event scenes are pretty much fully voiced, and that right now they have 30 characters all with proper voices. The voice cast will be announced at a later date, but they can say with 100% certainty that the voice cast won't damage the characters' images. Again, listening to the feedback uh, from. Secret of Mana Remake. There's a lot they still can't say, so fans and non-fans alike, please look forward to learning more. And of course, that is due out for PS4, Switch, and PC in early 2020. Really excited about uh, about that one. I believe I linked, there was a 30-minute Treehouse live play of this as well. So you want to head over and check that out for sure. We had, uh, like I said, I love Nintendo. They, um, playing, uh, playing out all these things and showing people exactly what it's like. We got some, um, clarification and, uh, uh, information about the Grandia HD collection. And we've got some video on that as well. So, um... RPG site talked with Gunho Online Entertainment, and uh, they got some information out of them. They would not um, say an actual release date, but they said the game will be available very soon. Um, it would have been nice to at least get a window of when this one's coming out. Again, these are not you know brand new games. Um, when asked if there are plans for a physical release, he says, "Quote." Not at all. It'll be digital only. Um, when asked if Gung Ho Online Entertainment would consider releasing a PS4 version, he said, we'll think about it. But we felt the Switch was the console best suited for JRPGs. And we were focused for release on Nintendo Switch and the PC. I, if you're going digital only... Why would you not bring this out on PS4 as well? That seems kind of odd. There was... uh, So they say this is based on the PlayStation version. That's what the initial um, thing was. And then later on they were like, hey, wait a second, let's clarify this. So we want to be clear. The Grandia HD Collection are not ports of the original PlayStation games. They are remasters. They are using the original PlayStation code for Gondia, but they are also working with the Sega Saturn version, which uh, was the definitive version of this beloved RPG. So that was pretty cool that uh, they said that, and then they were like, wait, we need to update this a bit. These ports are being handled by Sickhead Games. Um, They have touched up as many art assets as possible. Most of the user interface received a complete overhaul aside from a few menu digits that could not be replaced. There are no options to use the original sprites. uh, There was a floor demo of this. The battle ability voices were in English. That's pretty cool, so it's that far along. The audio quality will remain the same as the PS version and no additional modes are being added to Grandia. So here answers my question from the other day. He said asked about a potential Grandia 3 remaster. He said I cannot say. The history of Grandia 3 is complicated. It it's it's a mess. Um, who distributed it, who published it, and who actually has the rights. That still is, needs to be determined. He says if you really want to ask that question, you need to go ask the original developer, Game Arts. So there's uh there's a lot of um questions that would need to be answered and fleshed out before that could happen but again what we're most excited about is this uh this remaster and it looks phenomenal hopefully that we get this game uh sometime this year the last Nintendo one I want to talk about that I'm so excited about not necessarily a JRPG traditional, but it does have those elements in it. And that's Astral Chain. Uh, Platinum Games and Publishing Nintendo are really making this one shine. It's due out on August the 30th. and There was a Treehouse live play of this. And it just it looks so flashy. It's so polished and shiny. And just a really cool idea. Um, a very Japanese look to it. So hopefully there are some RPG elements kind of built into it. So you definitely want to check in that it really breaks down the combat. And, and uh, I just, I wasn't, uh, when we didn't learn about this game too long ago, so I wasn't expecting it so quickly. But uh, I'm very happy, happy to see that. There was a couple smaller games kind of talked about. One in particular that looks really, really cool. Games like this can really get lost in all the shuffle of E3. But this one's called RPG Time, The Legend of Wright. It'll come out for Xbox One, PC, iOS, and Android devices in 2020. And it it defies me talking about it to give it a proper thing. So go over to the JRPG Report Facebook page. Scroll down a little bit and you'll find the video for it, it's like a hand cut, hand drawn paper RPG look, like somebody had done in their notebook, but just come to life. And uh, it, it it's a child's drawing of this uh, Japanese. It's definitely inspired by JRPGs. Um, quote, School's out. Meet us in an empty classroom for a grand adventure with a young aspiring game developer, and his very own RPG. You're sure to be dazzled by his hand-drawn creations as you journey into the surprising magical world of imagination. Forget about homework. Come play RPG Tom, The Legend of Fright with us. This has come from uh, Deskworks. They are developing this one. And it just looks so unique and so cool. Definitely worth um, a pickup um, when that one does come out in 2020. Another uh, game that would have gotten lost in a lot of it, but it certainly caught my eye, uh, publisher Modius Games and developer Dreams Unincorporated and SYCK have announced Christ Tales. This is being billed as a love letter to classic Japanese RPGs. will be coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC in 2020. And if you want to learn even more, there's a demo available now on steam so this this one's got a unique hook to it as well as a unique look it looks gorgeous guys it is such a cool looking hand-drawn not quite like a child of light but it really has that uh, a unique look to it and you guys will want to check that out it says experience past present and future Simultaneous in this gorgeous indie love letter to classic JRPGs. So, if you're looking at the main screen, it has been divided up into three parts. The first part, and it's not divided equally into thirds, the main part in the middle is a giant triangle, and then on the left side of it, it shows what things were like in the past. Of course, in the middle, the big triangle is the present, and on the right side, is the future and this is your perspective at all times it seems like uh, maybe in a cutscene scene it'll focus on the present or something but so like if you're walking through a town you can see what it used to look like there on the left and what it looks like in right now in the middle and then what it will look like in the future for good or bad um They are saying this is inspired by timeless JRPGs like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Valkyrie Profile, and then modern classics like Brave Living Default and Persona 5. Meet and recruit a unique cast of teammates, challenge enemies, and make your way through an expansive world. You can experience the past, present, and future simultaneously. Peer into and learn from the past, decide on actions in the present, and alter the course of the future in ways that will reshape the world dynamically. Dynamically, depending on the choices you make, master strategic turn based combats. You can warp your enemies into the past or future, synchronize attacks for enhanced group abilities, and master the timing of attack and defense to go beyond your party limits in combat. Uncover a fascinating story and characters. The Empress's plot to destroy all the world is complex and layers. Well, that's classic JRPG. <laughs> Use your wits to recruit powerful em- allies throughout the world to uncover and undo her multifaceted web and make your way to the true ending in this enchanting tale. They say, Discover a beautiful world. Come aboard an airship or boat and traverse this handcrafted dark fairy tale world. Very, very excited about this one. I love these little games that come out of nowhere and just. Grab you, not only grab your eye, but they seem to kind of grab your heart. And this game looks to do that well. That's called Christ Tales. Again, you can get the demo now on Steam, and be coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So everybody in 2020. Um. (laughs) So, do you ever find like a story or a video, and then you lose it? Um, I answered a question for uh, a faithful listener on the JRPG Report Facebook page. The story I just read and was planning, I believe this should have been in, um, the, I guess, episode 62. Our last pre-3, pre-E3 podcast. And then I just lost it. I couldn't find it. I finally come across it again and I I'm 99% sure Um, we didn't talk about it, but if we did just bear with me Um, because it talks about Persona 5 Royal again. I don't, I don't think we did. So just bear with me if we talked about it, because I guess it uh, (laughs) it bears repeating again. If I did, they add a FAQ interview type with the developers And um, here was the main question that I answered the other day. It says, Does save data from Persona 5 carry over to Persona 5 Royal? Their answer was, um, It's a game based on Persona 5, but is a rebirth with numerous new elements, such as new characters and events implemented from the beginning of the game. Since it's a different experience, carrying over save data for things such as stats and Persona 5 Cominium is not possible. However, if you have, say, data for it, you will receive a useful bonus at the beginning of the game. So, yeah, you're starting over with this one. It is a new game, and all that hard work is is out the door. Will Persona 5 Royal release for platforms other than PS4? It says there are currently no plans. So, all that Switch rumors and talk don't, don't bet on it because I don't, I don't think it's possible. And if it is, you're, you're looking at Liga dragon quest 11 S you could do it, but it's not going to look the same. And, uh, I would think it certainly sounds like a no, (laughs) he says, will there be a digital edition? Of course there will be pre-orders are available now on the PS store. The contents of the physical and digital editions are the same. Will there be store specific bonuses? Those are currently in preparation. And they ask, what about the downloadable content that was purchased for Persona 5? And it says, to, to commercial reasons, will, you will be able to continue using all the DLC for PS5 uh, from P5 in Royal by repurchasing the content. Now, before you scream out, no, they're saying the content. It, this is like a legal reason, and it's going to be like ten yen in Japan. They can't do it for free. They say, and ten yen is like I don't know, a couple cents, maybe a cent. This will be a. Re- You'll have to re-download it all, but it'll be for free when it comes out in uh, North America and Europe, all the all the West. So again, I, I really don't think I talked about that, but somebody asked me about it and it was like, no, not going to be able to carry over all that. That's just the way it is. So the last thing to talk about and, um, it, it we kind of touched on elements of this, but there was definitely a little bit more learned about final fantasy seven remake as, uh, Kotaku talked to director Kasai and um, here is what he had to say. When asked how many games the remake project will consist of they don't know because we don't know ourselves. Um, he said the development team is currently in the process of planning out the scope for the second game while simultaneously fishing up development of the first game. We learned that part one will span two Blu-ray discs and covers all of Migar, of course, is due out on PS4 on March the third of twenty twenty. That much seems to be set in stone. The, uh, the I guess they want to know more. So, um, he did say that d- he does not believe development on further entries in the remake project will be much shorter than development of the first one. He said that although while characters and such are already done, that'll make things much easier, new environments will likely take some time. He said, I do not expect it to be dramatically shorter. So it sounds like it's going to be about the same length as the first one. And that since they've got all the assets built for it, obviously they don't have to make, you know, don't have to redesign Cloud again. So it shouldn't take as long for the second one to come out. Um, here is the full quote. He says Final Fantasy VII Remake goes into much deeper into the world and characters of FF7 than ever before. It's a huge volume of work and data to reimagine this world. Each game in the project will have a volume of content comparable to a standalone Final Fantasy. While the development team finished the first game in the project, we are continuing to plan and outline an overall, the overall volume and content for the second. Due to the work already done in the first game, we anticipate development of the second game to be more efficient. We have our own internal schedule and plan, but for now we'd like to focus our information on the first game. The first game takes, and the project takes place in the eclectic city of Midgar. We chose to focus on it as it represents the World of Seven as a location more than any other. Midgar is full of imagination with a myriad of influences and surprises around every Corner. So indeed, Midgar is game one. It will more than likely end on the bridge as you're staring off into the world after the the bike race away from the away from the boss there, and then lowering down and, and walking out for the last time. There is a lot of content to put in there. While it wasn't that long in the original game. They're flushing this thing out into a fifty or sixty hour game. I mean two blu rays worth of content that is a lot of information so and it's gonna be full priced guys so you're you're gonna expect a whole lot of stuff. There's a lot of information they can go into. so let's speculate just a little bit. Game one is midgar game two. Is the rest of the game. Notice I didn't say the final game. with game two. So this is purely my thoughts. But what if. There are plans. Down the road long term. Of a part three. Of Advent Children. Of. Anything else. Any other stories. They want to talk about. Why not. It's a universe that they obviously love talking about that could be expanded upon indefinitely. And it's not outside the realm of possibility that the original, this remake goes to three games. You know, you got to remember, so if you break it up into discs, it was three discs And Midgar was more... You know, that was just on the first disc and then some. So, there's a lot of stuff they could put into this game. I don't feel like we're... I don't feel like it's going to be just two volumes. I hope, for the sake of telling the story of Final Fantasy VII, it's just two games. Because if not, spread it out to three. That's going to be a drain on the old wallet, if nothing else. But it looks... So good, and they can just do whatever they want with it, <laughs> and take take their time. We won't be too disappointed at all. That's about all the news that we have to talk about. And that's that's been quite a lot of information. I am well aware. Um, don't forget to check on to the JRPG Report Facebook page for all the videos. That we talked about today. You definitely want to check out. All the Treehouse Live. Events that were going on. um, All that gameplay. All that good stuff. So much. Um, Of course E3 is about so much more. Than GRPGs. Um, Nintendo really. Caught our eye this year. Not only with. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. But we're definitely looking forward. To Link's Awakening. The new game in that. And the little one is crazy excited about Luigi's Mansion 3. Lots of good stuff. I mean, and I'm not even talking about the Persona and Dragon Quest stuff that's coming out for Smash. Because, well, you know, I'm just not really a Smash Brothers fan. So that doesn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, Not talking about the Cyberpunk 2077 stuff. Um, so so many games, <laughs> so much stuff that really gets all lost on you. And it usually takes a while to kind of step back and, uh, and really know what all we saw this year. I, in my opinion, this has been one of the best E3s. And maybe it was because Sony took a step back and they weren't there this year that it allowed more things to kind of um, be talked about and shown. This is not. I don't think Sony's bowing out at E3. They just did this year. I fully expect them to come back next year with PS5. But that's just my my thoughts. Uh, don't forget, we're still humming right along in Trails of Cold Steel 2. You can check out the uh, JRPG Report YouTube page for all my live streams. I'm so enjoying that game. It's it is such a better game than Part One. Um part one is is fantastic, but you can clearly see all the strides they made uh from one to two and it's just a it's more fun because you're not going through that that same uh rigid structure of your monthly uh chores as a student you're you're free of those bonds. you're able to really do um, a little bit more of what you want, although'm not to that point yet um, it is, it is coming. So if you're curious about that, head on over and check it out. Don't forget, you can download the anchor app and, uh, we do have listener support started on there. If you guys want to help out, I would really, really cherish and appreciate that. But that's about all, um, all I have for, for this week, I believe we've went on long enough. So don't, uh, don't Forget about us after E3. We'll try to come back next week with a brand new podcast. Not sure what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure we'll find something. So if you got something you want to chat about, head over to the Facebook page. Or you can leave me a voice message on the Anchor app. And uh, we'll be sure to, to have some fun next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been episode 64 of the JRPG Report podcast. My name is James Fisher. And guys, until next time, get back out there. And level up.